Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud and carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate and review on iTunes, like, share, and comment on SoundCloud. Of course, let's keep this conversation going. Live tweet with me when you listen to these episodes. Give me a quick little live tweet. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Yeah, that's that. (laughs) Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and this issue covers Cyborg Girl. Now, um, it's been a minute, you know what I'm saying? Gone for a minute. Now I'm back with the jump off, and uh, I'm here to discuss a very interesting character. Um, with the Justice League movie having just come out a little while ago at the time of this recording, I didn't want to do the. I don't know, I guess the regular uh, or the obvious, which is discuss a character from the movie who is a person of color, who is, i.e., Cyborg. Um, so I did a little digging around and remember this character that I saw a little while back. And um, I don't know, synergy, I guess it worked. <laughs> uh, this character is Cyborg Girl or Cyborg Girl or like, because it's weird. So in some iterations, I saw it as Cyborg girl others as cyborg girl it's like one word but that's neither here nor there now her name get this y'all it is latanya charles latanya charles that is one black ass name <laughs> for uh for this black ass character she is uh, goes by the alias cyborg girl her relatives known relatives anyways are sarah charles who is her aunt um, she's been affiliated with the Villainy Incorporated, The Society, and Cyborg Revenge Squad. So we'll get into a couple of those later. Now, she's bad, apparently. <laughs> she's the bad guy. She's an American citizen, and her occupation is what? You guessed it, super villain. <laughs> she's a very interesting character. I like this character and just like i do with every other (laughs) character in every other episode or issue of carefree black nerd i always want to see more of this person give me more latanya charles um we know dc has done a horrible job with the hbic nubia and um even though this character is a super villain it's kind of the same um now she was created by phil jimenez she first appeared in Wonder Woman number one ninety, excuse me, one seventy nine, back in two thousand two. Her real name, of course, Latanya Charles. <laughs> She's an American, uh, a known criminal. Now, her skills and abilities. She possesses much like Cyborg, but this ain't about him. She possesses a computer traffic, computer pathic, which is like some more made up stuff, but some like empathy and. Uh, telekinesis and telepathy with um, with computers so she has a relationship with technology um, the ability to communicate with any type of computer now cyborg girl's cybernetic enhancements have given her a vast array of superhuman powers including agility super speed durability stamina strength reflexes enhanced senses all elementals excuse me all enhancements are based on the ones used to rebuild cyborg now, I think this character is very interesting because, um, one, it's a black woman, 
and she's tech based. And although she has this shady past that we'll get to, uh, all in all, I think her and characters like her are kind of ahead of their time in the sense that technology, well, I mean, she was created in 2002, but you, you get what I'm saying? Like her, Cyborg, um, even Vision from over there at Marvel, um, uh, Doug Ramsey, Doug Locke uh, from the New Mutants from back in the day, just having all these different characters who react um, in harmony or synergy or whatever with technology, considering the way that the world is going. Technology now today is very different than it was back in the 50s, the 60s, the 40s, the 20s. Even the way we fight wars are very different. And it's very, you know, technology-based. They all, why um, go through shooting a bunch of people in another country where you can, I don't know, cut off their water supply? You know, so things like that. So I think that she's a good character that although I personally feel like the ball has been dropped, even as a villain, she could be a staple over there at DC. And, you know, with me having seen Justice League, no spoilers in this uh, this issue, but I just personally feel like this character would have been a better villain than what we got Mr. Uh, Step and Repeat Wolf. But whatever, I won't go into that. Now, as we get into this character, I want to stress again that her name is Latanya Charles. <laughs> Latanya Charles, that black ass name, I fucking love it. So we show that um, Latanya Charles has appeared in fifty. She well, she has fifteen different appearances in New Earth. Now, slap my hand, shame on me, and everything. I know I should probably be more um, well versed or better versed or whatever in this DC climate physiology and all that. I'm not. I'm learning right along with you guys. If it was Marvel, I would have a little bit more handle on the different realities and reboots and all that good stuff but i don't so do not get upset with me guys we're learning together <laughs> but in um new earth latonya charles has about 15 appearances and they are uh, infinite crisis volume one number seven wonder William wonder excuse me wonder woman volume two number 184 wonder woman volume two number 185 179 Justice League of America, Volume 2, Issue 21, Wonder Woman, Volume 2, 180, uh, 183, Justice League of America, Volume 2, Number 17, Wonder Woman, Volume 2, 181, uh, Final Cross, Final Crosses, Final Crisis, Rogue's <laughs> Revenge, Volume 1, Number 1, Wonder Woman, uh, 182, Justice League of America, so for Wonder Woman Secret Files and Origins, Volume 1, Number 3, uh, DC Special Cyborg, Volume 1, Number 6, and DC Special vo uh, Cyborg, vo Cyborg, Volume 1, Number 5. Good Lord. <laughs> I can talk, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I thought it was so interesting that this character, she's one of those, I don't even want to say if it's a fringe character because all the stories she was involved in, she seems to be a major player. It may be because it's her story. Of course, she seems to take the center. But she seems to have a lot going for her. And um, I don't know. I just feel like this is a wasted character. The way she looks, it gives you a very Misty Knight-esque look with the afro and the headband and the beautiful brown skin. Every iteration that I've seen her in, she actually looks like a brown person. Like, she looks like a black woman. And I appreciate that very much. So, you know, so DC, you know, kudos to y'all for that part. But, um, 
she has a very eerie look as what like when she becomes cyborg girl uh or cyborg girl or whatnot so um i'm just and <laughs> forgive me i'm just looking at these pictures right now so getting on to her history we're going to actually start with something a little different uh in the dc universe there is a substance called tar t-a-r and this is a narcotic and it is strength enhancing excuse me it is a strength enhancing drug uh very similar to the venom that gave bane his powers his strength and everything so everyone who's familiar with bane kind of think of it that way now tar affects they include granting temporary super strength, uh, nigh invulnerability. Uh, it was noted that John Henry Irons had numerous run-ins with different gang members using the drug tar, and they've used that drug to gain an advantage when they're committing crimes. So, as I don't know, odd as it might sound, to think of it like a steroid or like taking a, a um, Cialis or Viagra. You see them commercials with the. Uh, senior citizen couple walking through the field of daffodils <laughs> talking about sex but it's like taking one of those pills when you know you're about to rob somebody so um and i don't know i couldn't find like where tar came from like who um created it and put it out into the streets and whatnot and i guess that really doesn't matter it's just the fact that it's a, that it exists which is the issue so but getting back to john henry irons even though this isn't about him he um at one time he would steal he was accused of um, a savage murder back in the washington dc now they claimed that he used his hammer and decapitated somebody i'm thinking like damn this shit is grim this is dark like where's that comic i need to track that down but what actually happened is he won uh his case what i assume or i picture in my head is like a vintage nostalgia courtroom from like uh law and order back in the day and he's just like pleading his case like i ain't do this shit and let me tell you why <laughs> but no so it shows that um he proved that he didn't commit the murder because he's like yeah we know about tar tar is this exceptional drug that gives you all these abilities and makes you angry and not only does it make you angry apparently the drug makes you seek out conflict like go and actively find people to fight find people to argue with so i'm like god damn I know I'm not as deep rooted in the DC universe as I am in Marvel and as I am in different, you know, other areas or other um, universes, but this is the first I've ever heard of tar. And now I'm very interested to see how is this used? Like who came up with tar? Who used it first? How are the, is it, did it um, kind of evolve past what they were thinking it was going to be initially? Like with me not, with me having not seen it at all in the books that I've recently been uh, been reading and when I say recently I mean over the last like 10 years or so like what where is this tar and then if that wasn't bad enough there's this other strain of it called S-tar which later on an enhanced version of the drug tar they called it S-tar short for of course super tar uh, would be created which granted even more strength and even more invulnerability and it was even more addicting and like <laughs> and they said also like once a person used S-tar three times the drug built up in their system and it would become fatal and I'm thinking like that's a good like tool plot device like if somebody can like I would love to see what Tom King could do with tar and s tar like give me that story because he did a damn good job in vision and he's doing a very good job on uh mr miracle but i digress this is not about them getting back to latanya charles aka cyborg girl <laughs> all righty so 
Latanya Charles was a young woman who had destroyed her body with the drug tar, but granted a second chance when her aunt Sarah Charles, one of the scientists who helped repair Cyborg, saved her with a powerful cybernetic implant. Now, this is one of those characters, uh, Auntie Auntie Sarah, Aunt Sarah, like. It pisses me off to no end because this is a character that was created and she's like has very limited exposure or very limited appearances in the DC universe, mainly being the aunt of uh, Miss Charles, uh, Latanya Charles. And when you, okay, Amanda Waller is black now. Cool, cute. But you have these characters who could do so well, like... <laughs> Being even if you just give this character, give um, Latanya Charles and give her aunt Sarah Charles to a a team of women, of women of color, of black women, and let them let the the writer be a black woman. Let her tell her story, even given existing within this this framework that we have, this limited appearance of Latanya Charles. Like it's oh my god, it makes me so mad when. It, this is a, a early tangent, but it makes me mad because these characters, first of all, it's all fiction. So to act as if we have to live within the confines of, oh, it's a man's world and, you know, the, the boys club and the older white gentlemen who control, you know, comics and how it used to be. It's like that's that's frustrating because we have movies like Justice League. And although some people didn't like it, some people did. Some people don't feel like it had the best of runs or the best of I don't know premieres that didn't make enough money like what all the mixed reviews aside people went to see the Justice League people also went to see Wonder Woman who I think is like the best movie that DC has out now like statistically like with the numbers with the money and everything all that being said to drive on my point is that you take a character like this if DC can't do anything if they can learn one thing from Marvel take an obscure character give it to the right team and take that character seriously. Daredevil, although not obscure, was a fantastic Netflix series. Luke Cage, again, not obscure, but a fantastic series. Jessica Jones, not as obscure, but not as well known as you know other characters in the Marvel Universe overall. But what they did with her story was so good. Take Ant-Man. Ant-Man has a long-standing history in the Marvel Universe. But as a whole, you ask a... 20-something regular kid just off the street who knows about comic book movies, he wouldn't, he or she probably wouldn't know about Ant-Man to the degree that they know about a Superman or a Batman. So it's like, oh my God, like, Ant-Man's movie was great. So, I don't know, I just petition again for women of color to take over these characters and uh, and do something fantastic with them. So, getting back on track. So, um, Auntie Sarah went ahead and, and rebuilt her daughter and one thing i had didn't find out is that over the course of um using tar how it gives you these strength and sometimes it could become fatal and blah blah this that, and the third i haven't found excuse me i haven't found how it how does it destroy your body because they're saying that you know something her leg was fucked up like was it rotting away did it fall off was her bones getting brittle like i didn't find that part um, so if anyone out there knows, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag CBNPod. Um, and let me know. Or there in SoundCloud, hit, hit me up in the comments. If you know about Cyborg Girl and have a little bit more, you know, in-depth history with her, let me know. So, 
Ain't he Sarah when it did that little shit to her, rebuilt her, made her the six million dollar woman? <laughs> now after that, when when Latoya came to and you know realized what she had at her fingertips, rather than <laughs> use her new gifts for good, <laughs> Latanya chose to focus on personal gain as Cyborg Girl, which is like that's real, like in. This they make her to be a villain. I mean, she does some villain and stuff. She is a villain overall. But when you wake up and you realize, okay, now I have this power. No, take a couple steps back. When you are a black person in America, when you are a black woman in America, if you were to wake up one day and be half robot, half woman, still presenting as an African-American woman, but you have unlimited capabilities at your fingertips, what the hell would you do? Like, I don't fault her for becoming a villain. And what they, no, 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 I'm not even going to say villain. What they say is they use her her newfound abilities for personal gain. For me, that's not villainy, especially not not right away. Like, now the things she did down the line, yeah, but I ask any black woman, any woman, period, who's listening, let me know what you would do. But a black woman, you wake up the, tomorrow and you're able to access, I don't know, the bank codes to, um, I don't know, a bank across the country from your bedroom. Or you can look at, you know, personal encrypted information from the job that you went and thought that you were, you know, most qualified for, but it went off to somebody else. Like, just, I don't know. I just, I don't fault her <laughs> for using this for personal gain. Because, like, this is my body. This is my autonomy. I can do what the hell I want. Now, be it against the law or not, if it's against the law, you got to come find me and lock me up. Do what you got to do. But this is my body that I can ch- I'm choose to do with it what I will. And I'm, I'm, I'm with her. I'm like, all right, Mrs. Charles, Latanya, Tanya, girl. Again, Latanya with a capital T. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm on her team. I don't see her as no villain. So <laughs> now she was recruited by Queen Clea. To become a member of the new incarnation of Villainy Incorporated. <laughs> now, Villainy Incorporated is a team of super villainesses who are enemies of Wonder Woman. Now, two incarnations of the team existed. One, which was in World War II, fighting against Hippolyta, Hippolyta, Hippolytana, uh, aka Wonder Woman's mama. And then another one in the modern age, fighting her daughter Diana, aka Wonder Woman. And, um... I like this idea that there's this super villain team full of women. Like, period. Like, yeah, we want um, Captain Marvel's great, Wonder Woman's great, you know, all these uh, women who are fighting for truth and justice and all that good shit. But this was a group of women who was kicking ass and taking names later. Like, I was here for that. So I'm going to dive a little bit more into um, Villainy Incorporated on my own just to... Learn as much as I can about them. Anybody out there who's familiar with this team, again, as always, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, or hit me up in the comments on SoundCloud. Because um, I thought that was really a really good... Um, and the only thing I don't like about it is that they were kind of set up to be the villains of Wonder Woman. Like, oh, this team of women are going to be the villains to this woman. Like, let them take down Batman. Let them knock the Flash down a few pegs. Like, give Superman a run for his money from a team of women. That would be that would be great. I think that's allowed. Men can have uh, villains that are women. Like, <laughs> And then a whole gang of them, too. Like, come on. This, I don't know. It, 
Ah, but I digress. <laughs> now she was recruited by Queen Clea to become a member of the new incarnation of the Villainy Incorporated. Uh, teaming up with several seasoned Wonder Woman villains, she and her teammates tried to overthrow. Now this word, I'm going to repeat this sentence. And I feel like every time I say this word, it's going to sound entirely different. <laughs> she was recruited by Queen Clea to become a member of the new incarnation of Villainy Incorporated. Teaming up with several seasoned Wonder Woman villains, she and her teammates tried to overthrow Skataris, Skakartis, Skataris, but they were stopped by Wonder Woman. Now this um, plays Skataris, 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 Skataris. Um, we're gonna go with Skataris. Is um, it's a land that's supposed to exist like right within the core of Earth, um, and it's setting. Excuse me, it's the settings of the Adventures of Warlord. It's a bowl shape, kind of like the Game of Thrones world that you see in the opening credits. Um, and their sun never sets, but it's always in the middle of the sky, like always. Now, the properties of time are slightly skewed in Skyderis, 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 <laughs> due to his unique properties. And uh, there's also like a bunch of dinosaurs there. So it's kind of like, for those of you who's more familiar with X-Men and Marvel, it's kind of like the Savage Land. And... Um, Again, and this is another thing that I haven't had a lot of history with myself personally, but I'm very interested in like what other worlds or excuse me, what other storylines take place here that are of note or and if there hasn't been, why ain't nobody doing nothing with this? <laughs> now, originally, Skataris was um, colonized by the immensely advanced early Atlanteans who constructed... Um, like great architecture, technology throughout the land. However, the Atlantis, after it suffered the great cataclysm and the majority of the civilization was like wiped out and was what essentially was like a, a mass um, nuclear war, which is like, God damn, all of this was happening within the center of Earth. <laughs> no, but the radiation, it mutated many of the survivors from the Atlanteans who were there and they became like these humanoids, lizard people and whatnot. So... And I think that's an interesting storyline there. Like, somebody give me some of this. Like, give me some fantastical far-out shit that ain't not got nothing to do with the grounded-in-reality metropolis in Gotham City. Like, give me some of this. Um, and although it was originally believed that Skataris existed within the center of the Earth, and I don't know if this was a retcon, I imagine it was because you don't. Yeah, I would imagine this is a retcon. But although it was really originally thought to exist in the center of the, the Earth, Warlord would later discover that it actually exists within a separate dimension that is sometimes accessible from the rest of the world. Which leads me to the question, how the hell did you get there to begin with? <laughs> like, well, we thought it was in the center of the earth. Did you, like, dig a tunnel and go down there? Or did you, like, jump to spit? Like, what? <laughs> but I digress once again. So, um, when the government rounded up the villains and sent them to the planet Salvation, she, being Cyborg Girl, uh, handed herself over to the Justice League to avoid being exiled. Which, again, is like, smart move. Like, I'm not about to be exiled to Salvation because, for those of you who don't know, Salvation, uh, which is known uh, or categorized as Cygnus 4019 or better known as the planet Salvation is a distant planet filled with like a bunch of deadly technology and creatures and it was used by the new guys of Apocalypse um, as a training planet so kind of like X-Men Danger Room and <laughs> for all you DC fans out there forgive me if this is offending you. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I have to reference Marvel. Um, Amanda Waller and Checkmate set up this planet as a like permanent prison, kind of like Australia was, or like Bitch Planet. Anybody who's reading Bitch Planet, pretty good series uh, for metahumans. So she set up as a as a prison for metahumans and constructed, excuse me, and costume villains and like forced them to behave or die, which is very much like where is the? I, I couldn't find where. Um, these these uh acts by amanda waller took place so again if anyone out there knows let me know because i want to get my hands on those issues where she's sitting up this place and like nah you niggas we shoot you off to a whole nother planet and you either gonna behave or die and then i'm thinking like when they behave do they leave like this is supposed to be permanent prison so am i just behaving the rest of my life here on this planet or am i behaving with the hopes of getting back to earth or like if i don't behave do you kill me but i'm already banished to another planet so i'm very much confused on what what's going on <laughs> so um soon after cyborg girl joined the cyborg revenge squad and was one of several such beings to wage an attack against victor stone at star labs so um Stone avoided Cyborg Girl's electromagnetic attack, but succeeded in defeating her through sheer force. Which I'm like, hold the fuck up now. Bruh, you might be a, a human male, maybe even in peak human male condition and fitness and health. Great. Let's say he's about 6 feet, 6'1", 250 pounds, solid muscle, um, and average like stamina. Or how in the hell are you defeating this girl who can literally react and control uh machines like unless you are in a padded room with nothing but pillows everywhere and even then her body is made up of these machines how did you get the upper hand on her i call bullshit dc i call bullshit so <laughs> now cyborg the cyborg revenge squad and a little bit of history on them is that cyborg 2.0 turned out to be uh, Titans Tomorrow Cyborg 2.0. He was snatched from his proper timeline and then catapulted by Mr. Orr into fighting his younger self for the possession of this shared technology that they have between them and Orr's permission to use it in the battlefield. Now, Cyborg is soon forced to fight simultaneously against a few of these motherfuckers. Phantom Limbs, which is an elite force of soldiers crippled in the Middle East and restored by Cyborg Tech. And he also had to fight the Cyborg Revenge Squad, a broader formation composed of the Fearsome Five, Magenta, Girder, the Tinkerer, and our bestie, our new bestie, Cyborg Girl. <laughs> Although the Cyborg Revenge Squad soon um, gains the upper hand with the help of fellow Titan Cyborg, he's able to hold his own in combat, reverse engineer, and fly, and do some other shit, and he won the fight. And it's like, all right, cool. Um, now, after this event, Cyborg Girl disappeared and has not been seen ever since. And this was 2008. So we got two solid years of, like, interaction with her, which was great. But it's like, man, again, it's another character who would do serve so well in the current, like, run. Like, the current DC climate. <laughs> if nothing else, give me an animated series about this girl. And I know I'll be standing for these uh, motherfucking people, like, so hard. But I just, I can't help it. Like... Cyborg Girl is a pretty interesting character, and I'd like to know more about her. I'd like to see her given to a team of color, or at the very least, a writer and an illustrator of color. Like, if you look at um, 
Catalyst Prime over at Lion Forge. Look at the great work that they're doing with this new universe that they're creating. And like I just finished Noble Volume 1 God Shots and that was fucking amazing. Like I just when you have all this other like independent work done by these people of color and and this is not to say that hmm, that Marvel and DC are better than these image books and these Lion Forge books and these like indie titles. That's not the case. What I'm saying is that Marvel and DC have such a rich history of characters on top of characters, throwaway characters, different versions, alternate timeline characters. And it's like, ah, oh, for everything that you have going on, do we really need to look on the shelves and see 15 Batman books, 12 Superman books, 6 million uh, fucking Captain America books? Like when you have these characters who you can introduce and do something with. And it's always like, oh, they don't make the numbers and they don't sell this and the third. Everybody, so what? Everybody's not always going to sell so great all the time. And I understand these companies are in the business of making money. But shit, you can't tell me that Captain America and, well, maybe Batman is pretty good with Tom King. But you can't tell me that Batman and Captain America are selling at top dollars every fucking time they come out through the month. And not just the main title, but all of these titles that they have. You can't tell me that. And then if you're going to tell me that, then how about this? Cyborg Girl? great way to introduce her make her fight batman give her an entire three or four arcs where even though this is a batman book she is it's following her story call it i don't know batman and the technology war i don't know like do whatever you do keep it under the moniker of batman but insert her black ass with her big ass hair and her brown skin because i've seen she's been consistently colored as a brown woman Put all that shit right up there and, and ride out. Give it to a black woman and let her take charge. Like, ugh. I'm digressing once more. Because <laughs> I, you know how I get guys. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, man. All that being said, thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to keep this conversation going. Uh, as always, visit carefreeblacknerd.com for all your updates on the Carefree Black Nerd brand. Uh, email me carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com uh, check me out on a few spots that I've been on um, when I wasn't releasing Carefree Black Nerd proper I was on uh, the amazing The Man Show The Man Show The Man Pod Jesus The Man Pod with Baby Huey and Jay um, over there we were discussing relationships and you know stuff that men don't normally talk about um, you can catch me on the pod panel over there at the John Effect Podcast one of five amazing uh, pod members <laughs> um i was also on black comics chat which was like oh, was an amazing time i thoroughly enjoyed it oh my god guys like that's been one of those mama we made it moments <laughs> so yeah um also hit me up on twitter carefree blurred because again everyone i was too slow with picking <laughs> my name and uh i'm so sad about it and um, use the hashtag CBM pod. Like, as always, keep this conversation going. If you've liked this episode and this issue, you want to know more, hit me up. If you want, if you have a person who you would like, you know, recommend you want me to discuss, go ahead. Like, shoot me an email, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Tweet me, carefreeblurred. Use the hashtag CBN pod. Um, even on SoundCloud, leave it in the, the comments. Hey, <clears throat> excuse me, why don't you discuss X, Y, and Z? Like, I, I really, um, as much as I enjoy doing this show, and I enjoy finding the characters and doing the research and whatnot. Like, if you have suggestions, I'm open to them. Um, what else? What else? Well, uh, 
check out bynkradio.com <laughs> and the uh, URL will be in the show notes and uh, <laughs> this, I think you should check them out I think there's a wonderful wonderful station with wonderful content that um, you'll be hearing a little bit more of pretty soon and um, I don't know Instagram Carefree Black Nerd of course and I guess until next time stay carefree stay nerdy stay geeky and um, stay away from that tar cause hell we don't know if you're going to end up a $6 million man or the $6 million villain. <laughs> All right, y'all.